Hey, I'm Doma Cray from Northgard, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. So, let's start with uh, the cruise, I guess. Yeah. Going pretty well so far? Yeah, everything fantastic. I mean, I, we just, we're super happy to be here, that they have us on this cruise. I mean, what else could you wish for? Like, in Germany, we have the summer, uh, the, the winter. Uh, it's super cold. It was right. snowing when I left Germany, and now we are here. Yesterday, Bahamas, Bimini, and you know. It was really nice there. Yeah, yeah, just check yeah, us in. Yeah, I've got know. it too. <laughs> but even the people were nice. I mean, we kind of yeah. got off the beaten path and did some. Definitely. You know, met some guy. I met an old guy at a conk place. Yeah, yeah. And he was 70 years old. He's born and raised on that island. Yeah. And he was out back showing me how he did the conk. Maybe it was this. It was Joe's? The same, it was, yeah, yeah, it was the same guy because I, in the morning I was quite early when I left the boat mm -hmm. and I, I went to this place. It was beside the bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, I also met him and I said, hey, can I cannot take a look. I've never seen that before. And he gave me that. He called it bohemian viber or something mm -hmm. i don't know what it means but he told me it, it's some kind of part of the spine or whatever oh yeah uh and he he told me yeah just eat it as oh, you know i'm a little bit afraid of right. uh, about my stomach uh, he just ate it and i did the same you know <laughs> it was nice interesting guy. interesting I, I i was there 40 minutes at least talking to him because yeah, he was yeah. just a super guy yeah. Definitely. My wife wanted one of those shells to take yeah, home. Yeah. He took her out back and helped her pick one out. Just yeah, the nicest yeah, guy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm off track here, but no problem. Um, new record is what a month away? Less than a month away? Yeah, less. Less about uh, when we. Yeah, I mean, uh, on Friday. I, guess, so I don't know what day today is anymore. Tomorrow. So. Yeah, same here. So tomorrow is Friday. Uh, so so two, weeks? two weeks. It's a orchestral record uh, because it was just a hard project of mine. I always wanted to do it wanted to work with some great people, wanted to create an organic, r realistic sounding orchestra stuff. And so I decided to, you know, just rearrange, recompose our first album because I didn't want to do a regular re-release. Right. Yeah. How did that process go? Was it difficult to change? Because some of it's really extreme, right? Yeah, I mean, Northcott always had that symphonic elements and orchestral elements, but uh, this was a little bit tough for sure because you know when you have a metal song and you need to completely rearrange it it's not like you can pick every line or every note of the metal song into a real symphonic orchestra because this is what I just meant like you don't just take the guitar notes and transfer it to violin uh, to the first violin second violin so uh, you you need to completely rethink the whole track make it maybe slower, faster, change the stuff, just take out the, the parts which really fit because we we wanted to have a real orchestra, uh, I mean a, a, a composition that a real orchestra can right. play, you know, and we also put in the, uh, the, the notations, the real notes for the first violins and piano scoring. So do you have classical training at all or is that just... Oh, that's uh, actually learning by doing and I have to admit I for this uh, album or EP I worked with a classical composer as well, arranger, 
called Corvin Barn. He's also on the ship, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, he's playing keys for uh, Uliton Roth. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's doing that professionally, and so I wrote, yeah, yeah so I wrote all the, the, the maybe 70, 80 tr uh, tracks for every song, and I sent it over to him, he's a really great guy, and he, he made it, you know, fit for a real orchestra, right. because I, of course I can uh, do the, the piano stuff, but it's always a, a matter of the range, you know, the first violin plays that, the, fir the second violin plays right. that, the cello and uh, the contrabasses. It's the quite an undertaking though, right, with that, yeah, with that on, much going on. on. At, at the end I had about uh, 100 stereo tracks uh, to, to mix, I mixed it myself. Uh, oh, you did all the mixing yourself? Yeah, yeah, uh, like what I always did for our stuff. And it, it was really nice, I mean, of course, I always consulted uh, Corvin and the mastering engineer I worked with from a famous German studio called uh, Chameleon Studios mm -hmm. and it's just nice we, because I work with them in a, on a regular basis right um, yeah I've always found it interesting how the two extremes can yeah. kind of mix and work like you're taking you know extreme yeah. black metal extreme metal yeah, whatever yeah, it is yeah. and then mix it with that classical and it works yeah yeah yeah, you mean, I, I mean, um, metal always comes from that, I mean, without blues, there's no rock and roll. Right. Without classical music, there's no blues, no rock and roll. Right. So, we had the conversation yesterday, and I think it just fits, and, I mean, the best thing about metal, at least for me, is that classical influences. I love melodies, I love it, because, uh, you know, they 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 need to transfer. Uh, they, yes. they they need to transfer uh, a mood, uh, emotion, something, emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it's just super hard core the, the whole time, for me it gets boring too fast. So right. I, I need melodies. I know some people think differently, but that's it. I mean, to each his own, right? That's why you have on this boat. You got power metal, definitely folk metal. Definitely. You got it all, definitely. and you, you can see it all. But are you planning on? taking that version of it out on the road or specific shows because that's gonna be hard but it'll be great yeah if we do that I thought about it myself if we do that I definitely want to do it properly doesn't it means that I don't want that EP to be sampled like I don't want the orchestral tracks to be sampled right I a want orchestra I want at least a chamber orchestra right. you know at least the main parts like the violins the cello and the contrabasses to be played live because otherwise to me it doesn't make sense right so if we do that if we can afford it <laughs> but I know a tour probably is not affordable with that but a couple one-offs might be really interesting yeah it would be, it would be nice it would be nice to do that you know uh, yeah hopefully hopefully so you guys have been in, at this since 2009-ish I guess yep that's yeah. a quite a, a long time. Yeah. You ever imagine you'd still be doing it and be relevant? Yeah, of course. Of course, you know, always thinking about that. Yeah. It's always a struggle. It is a struggle. Do you have trouble or do you think about differing the releases from record to record while still staying inside your your brand, I guess is the word? Yeah. Um Actually, I try to stay within, or as I compose all the stuff, so it always has that 
same feeling pretty much but right. I, I try to I try to develop or change a few things and also during the years or the time of the compositions you change as a musician you know right. you listen to different influences and stuff at the beginning when we started out there was tune of bottom and that kind of stuff you know which influenced me a lot but now it's it's a little bit different so yeah do you worry or think about your fans reaction when you're trying stuff like this or stepping a little bit more outside of the normal Northgard stuff uh, I wasn't too worried when we when we were doing the orchestral EP because uh, orchestral stuff has always been a part and so far to be honest um, the pre-sales are doing really well and the feedback was also really good I mean I don't expect the same numbers as for a metal release you right. know never expected that but as I mentioned it's a hard project of mine so yeah yeah so when it comes to a metal release of course uh, I cannot come up with a super uh, fancy synthy stuff which is completely outside of your brand right uh, yeah 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 what do you guys have played are you gonna working on some normal yeah. or yeah, normal yeah, sure, sure, studio sure. stuff sure when i'm back when i'm back home um i need to finish the vocals and the mixings for the next metal single and it will be released within the next month uh within the next few months right so maybe two or three months after the EP and then uh, hopefully uh, release the album quite soon. So you're going to take that route of the, I guess the music business has reinvented itself, right? It's the, it's singles now instead of albums. Yeah. So are you going to stay that route like every six weeks or, or something and have a new single? Yeah, I mean, there's a pro and contra. Like yes. when, when you release the, the singles, you know, you, you can stay present with the right. singles an album always takes longer but nowadays unfortunately you always need to release a music video with a single otherwise yes. it doesn't get any attention you know and it's really cost intensive yes because you don't earn that much money as a metal band with a digital release right you just and a free YouTube video yeah yeah for YouTube video you just put it on YouTube Spotify Deezer whatever and then yeah that's it right. you know all your hard work at 17 yeah, cents yeah, a play that, yeah that, that's that's the problem when you have a physical release at least you get some income from right. from productions and that kind of stuff yeah and I'm a little bit older and very old school so I'm I like the you know the physical release yeah. and sitting down and listening to it the way you sequenced yeah. it the way you had the mood set so song the song sure. and yeah. you know my kid doesn't want to do any of that he's just like hey give me the three-minute song yeah. and I'll listen to 30 seconds of it and then he yeah. doesn't want moving yeah, on to yeah, the next yeah. thing it's uh, it's struggle frustrating sometimes you know but I think we need to adjust uh, another example you know AI artificial intelligence mm -hmm. I've seen so many bands using AI as uh, cover artworks everybody yeah yeah I, I don't do that I like to work with real cover artists because I want to have something unique and I don't want to type in, for example, for Symphonia Diorum, which is the orchestral release, type in symphonic, orchestral, gods, like Diorum, right. you know, stuff and then get something. Because everybody could do it. It's, yes. it's, it's, it, it, 
doesn't mean anything. I think it misses something too because sure. it's not. I don't know if the word is organic or mm. or, or even real because it's not. It's not, and. As a, uh, as a producer, not only producing music for my bands, but also for other bands, I just think about, okay, if they do that for cover artworks, what about music in yes. a few years, you know? I am scared about that, for yeah, sure. Me too, me too. We have that in mastering. Uh, yes. Many platforms, you know, just send me a master, e-master, blah, blah, blah. You yep. know? What the fuck? Yeah, it works. If, the, if it works in a certain kind of like they 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 make it loud they right analyze your audio but yeah that's not the purpose of mastering you know it right. has to fit to the band it has to fit to the style and it has and to have a feel yeah. you have to have that human thing i think yeah true too but i think i'm i'm actually scared for the future because i think ai is going to take over everything and definitely and me and too. It, me too. especially in the creative space it has no business being no, no. i could see for some science stuff or yeah. maybe something like that yeah, but yeah, not yeah. in a yeah yeah I, I i would love to have a car driving me from yeah. place A to place B. Right. Take know? a nap and yeah. do some work or do something. True. Right. True. But that's what we are, right? We are on the cruise. You love metal. I love metal. Or music. Doesn't matter what kind of music. Right. And we don't want a computer doing at the job. No. Or that's, that's not, yeah. No, I'm really afraid about it. So what's next for you guys then? You said you got some, we're working on some stuff. You got any tour plans or... Oh, a couple of festivals hopefully coming up again. Uh, we got some bookings for for the summer. I mean, at the moment uh, we are uh, picking the cherries. Like Good. last year, it's nice that they're there, right? <laughs> yeah, last year we did Masters of Rock, Wacken, uh, a couple of others right. festivals. Now we did 70k. You know, uh, I think it makes sense because I don't wanna be out for every occasion. You know, yeah. I don't, don't want to play every shit just to Club, play, right. you know. And uh, gas is nine bucks a gallon or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and especially, I mean, we're living in a time, you know, we have that Ukrainian war, we have, we had the pandemic. I mean, things got worse, Sing, uh, things got more expensive. Now when I, I'm that kind of a guy, when I play a show or when we play a show with the band, I want to have my own sound uh, FOH engineer, right. I want to have my lighting engineer. Also here on the cruise we had it, but we shared it with uh, the Feuerschwanz, the band. Mm -hmm. you know? But I, I really love to have it, because I, I don't want to deliver a super shitty show. Right, to have some house guy so, doing, yeah, but not that he's bad, but he's not a Novgaard yeah, guy. Yeah, right? yeah, he doesn't know the songs, how, sh how should he, you right. know? But the thing is, if you don't come from the same city, you need to. Uh, the people need to drive to the to the. Uh, he, they need to drive to the venue. You need, they need to fly in or whatever, and it's super cost intensive, yeah. you know. And during the last few years, it's almost impossible yeah. to bring a crew. I don't know if you saw it, but even Anthrax, you see, they canceled their European yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So crazy, yeah, and if big bands like that are having trouble, yeah, then yeah, yeah, just imagine the nightliners like, uh, yeah. they, they almost doubled their prices, and then the gas, yeah, that's that's crazy, that's a, a huge problem, I think. So, post pandemic, did you have any trouble um, or any nervousness or hesitation to get back out there and play due to the pandemic, yeah afterwards no not really i mean i i didn't really mind i never had uh, covid uh, uh never had it 
to you? Uh, hopefully it stays the same. Yeah. But you know, I'm vaccinated uh, right. four times. But I mean, so. did, were you ever worried about like after that break going back out and playing after so long? Oh, no, no. I, I was really happy to do it. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, the first show, we did it during the pandemic, and I think it was 2021. Like a live stream? Uh, no. Oh. Real festival. Everybody with masks? No. Uh, oh. Only only backstage, and then we played the shows, but uh, it was really strange. It was in Austria. Mm -hmm. Huge festival with a great lineup. Um, I, uh, I think Dark Tranquility and many other right. bands played there. Uh, it, was, it was super strange because you know, in Germany the 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 rules were pretty strict, and we traveled to Austria, which is the neighbor mm -hmm. country, and it was super easy going. Oh, and nice. it, it was like okay, everybody's talking without the mask. You know what the fuck is going right. on? And we, weird. We are actually playing a show. We are actually moving in a. We we're, we're walking. Two minutes. Uh, we're just with in the middle of hundreds of thousands of people. It was just, it was like insane. normal life. Yeah, normal life. But we forgot about normal life during yeah. the last few years. We sure did. It, it, it's super strange. I don't think it hit me until this. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've been a couple little shows here and there, but this is amazing. Like, yeah. just everybody out and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it feels good. It feels like life before. Like yes, life. And like it should be. Yes, I agree. Because uh, sitting at home, not able to do anything, you know, it's not... Not good. Not Physically, good. mentally, nothing yeah, at all. Absolutely, and it makes us humans sick. You yeah, know? absolutely. Well, that's all I've got. That was my time before. Thank you, my friend. I hope that wasn't too bad. No, it was fantastic. I like Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.